You're listening to the Ohio Conference Cast, where we explore topics related to the workings of Ohio Conference. Here are your hosts, Bill Seymour and Thomas Dunn. Welcome back, everyone, to Ohio Conference Cast. Wait, whose voice is that? This is Thomas Dunn. Thomas Thomas Dunn? Yes. Wait a minute. What happened to you? Why are you back? (laughs) I'm back because I am back. Um, Been away for a while. I got married. I had a honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And now I'm kind of living in this transitional period of living in Goshen and coming back to Ohio from time to time. This is actually the first time. Cool. Well, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to have you on air. I'll try not to sing. Da, 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 da. Oh, never mind. I did it. <laughs> yeah. And there's our first edit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so we have a guest, actually. Uh, Is she really a guest? Well, she no, she's almost a co-host because uh, she. I think with this podcast, she at least... She might not be our most podcasted person, but she might be the person we talk about the most. Yeah, probably the most popular person in the podcast. <laughs> probably the most terrible. popular person in the conference. Is this an edit too yeah. here? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, so we have Jessica Schrock-Ringenberg, the uh, rock star up at Zion Mennonite Church in Archbold. Are you really a rock star? I'm blushing right now. <laughs> you're, bl- you're blushing? Wow. I am. Blushing. So wait, you're a farmer, right? I am a farmer. Do you know what I, yeah, and I've learned how to do all sorts of things since the last time we talked. I uh, helped Pharaoh pigs. Didn't you birth some pigs or something? I did, and I um, not only Well, Pharaoh not personally. Them, well, I was there. I was pretty close to the whole yeah. thing, so I, cool. I, I got to be in, in it. Well, not up to the elbows, but at least up to the fingers. I've actually learned that, that uh, farrowing pigs is missional because even in an agricultural community, most farmers do not are not privy to the entire process of the industry right now. So the vast of majority the pig of industry. Yeah, so the vast majority of because big big industrial places um, actually work at farrowing and then they're passed off to the next. Uh, part of the mm-hmm. line so most farmers don't get their pigs till they're like four or five weeks old so do you know how popular we were for like a week the week of bible school was also the first week of the pig's life so we'd come home from bible school to people wanting hearing that we had these piglets and everybody wanted to see the piglets and like in three days we had like 50 people stopping by to see these pigs it was like farmers, everyone, people from Bible school, everybody had to come see these itty-bitty pigs. We were so popular. And so you brought 20 of these folks to Christ, and and that's the best story ever. No, but but two of the families from Bible school that we met the Bible school week actually came to our house for a cookout on Sunday night to see pigs and eat hamburgers. So, I mean... That was yeah. kind of a, hey, why don't you come to our house and see these adorable little pigs? And sure, pigs get people so there. We're, we're circling around the topic, at least that I was informed that was worthy <laughs> of a podcast. I don't even know what's going on anymore. So. <laughs> the Bible school program. Uh, we we, we want to hear about this Bible school program. So tell us about the Bible school. Okay, so... This all started with my husband and I taking our kids to the pool these last few years. and um, Wait, are you going to ever talk about no. Bible school? No. Okay. No. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, oh this is Cliff's fault. Cliff is the one who suggested that we do this podcast. Well, I got to set it up, man, because, like, okay, so all of the point of being missional is that your life is integrated, right? It's about integrating right. your faith into every aspect of your life. And so my husband and I, um, taking our kids to the pool, uh, summer in, summer out, and um, that is as in, in the throughout the summers, we are at the pool with the kids, and we bring snacks to the kids, and we see how many kids... During they are dropped off at the pool at one, and then the pool is open from like one to five, and so this is like a community. Pool yeah, this in is our community pool. Archibald. Yeah, yeah, and then from okay. five to six the pool closes so that they can do swimming lessons, and then from and then it's open again from six to eight. So there are a lot of these kids who are dropped off at one and aren't picked up again until eight in the evening, and then oh. during that break it, from five to six they just hang out in the park until the pool opens back up. Meanwhile, all they do is eat out of the vending machine. Like, we watch this. Like, these kids, the only food they eat is out of the vending machine. It's so sickening. Anyway, so we've been watching this. Unless you're the owner of the vending machine. Yeah, they love it. Um, So (laughs) we've been watching this every summer, and it just makes us sick. And so uh, my husband and I were like, what if we did Bible school in the park, right? Uh, There's this, this shelter right next to the pool, and we're like, what if we did Bible school in the park, have a meal, and then invite the kids who are in the park waiting for the pool to open back up to come to Bible school? They can get a, they can get an actual meal that's not out of a vending machine. Um, so that's where this whole idea came from. And so uh, I'm not an evangelistic kind of person by nature. Like the the idea of the the evangelist is the person who just tells everybody what's going on. Uh, my husband is, but I am not. And so um, I was really, I had these flyers and I was just like, uh, I, I had them in my office for weeks, but I just, I, I don't want to be that person that hands out flyers. So I finally, <laughs> like the week of Bible school, I finally took, or the week before Bible school, I finally took these flyers to the pool and I'm like, would you guys hang these? Po- I, I'm timid sometimes, guys. I Believe it or not, I can be very timid. Um Mm-hmm. But I'm like, do you- yeah, we believe it. <laughs> I know. And all of our listeners I believe it. <laughs> but I was just like, do you mind hanging these up? And the and then I explained to the lifeguard what it was about and why that you know that we see these kids eating out of the vending machines. And this high school lifeguard says, finally, someone sees. She's like, we. She's like, we watch this every summer, year in and year out, that these kids only eat out of the vending machine all summer long, and there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, and and I, that's all I needed. I was just like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm not crazy. I am not like off my hook because I think our, I think the church kind of thought I was because they're like, Jessica, we don't know how many people show up. We don't know if this is really what kids want. You know, our kids going to really want to come to Bible school. All the reasons why we shouldn't do this, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's all I needed. So I passed these flyers out around town, uh, and but that was the amazing thing is. Um, my husband and kids then went to the pool that day and invited everybody they saw at the pool and people showed up and it was like you know <laughs> the first the first five minutes of bible school so it starts at five it's from five to six thirty in between that in that break period and it was just my kids and a couple other kids from the church and i was like oh this is a failure <laughs> i just mm-hmm. felt sick to my stomach and we had all this food. We, like, planned all this food, like, actual meals. And the pool closed, and the kids kept coming. 
and they kept coming and they kept coming and they kept coming and it was just like wow and then a couple and then like some of the moms stayed and they ate with us and um, that first night we had 24 kids and only seven were from Zion sweet uh, yeah <laughs> and so and, and it, it's, it's a very inconvenient time for a lot of families from five to six because you know parents are just getting off of work and stuff like that and I knew that but also that's the perfect time to have it to get those kids in the pool break time so the second night but so, then but then the other thing that we noticed uh, so a bunch of these middle school boys came these big middle school boys and um, Shem, my husband, he's like, <laughs> Shem's the evangelist. I mean, he's, he's awesome at this. Shem's like, one of the boys was trying to get Shem to give him a dollar for the vending machine. And Shem's like, no, nah, I'm not going to give you a dollar. But if you come over to the, um, the shelter, well, we have supper and you can eat with us. And the kid's like, no, give me a dollar. <laughs> and Shem's like, I'm not giving you a dollar, man, but come eat with us. So Shem actually stayed after the pool closed and he stayed and he walked those kids He's like, because they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll come, we'll come. And he actually walked them to make sure that they would come. And they did. And, like, we had all these junior high boys. And they ate, like, three or four sandwiches apiece. I mean, they were just these <laughs> yeah. big, big boys. But it was, it was, but uh, the other thing that happened was as soon as we started singing, so we ate, and then we were going to start Bible school songs. And holy cow, those kids, those community kids just got so restless. And as soon as we started singing, all the boys were like, can we go, man? <laughs> and Shem's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you can go, but promise you come back to eat tomorrow. And they said, okay, we'll come back and eat tomorrow. And they did. They came back. So did, did you have a question there? I'm sorry. I keep talking. Well, yeah, I, I was just going to dive into a little bit more of like the logistics of like how you did it. So you, you had the food and then singing and then you did you run kind of your typical bible school like oh, station stuff or no like do you know how hard okay so thinking okay so this was our learning curve so yeah we're thinking of we we had it stationed like a typical bible school we were going to start with a meal then go into some singing and activities and we we had the menno media um buried or looking for a hidden treasure, whatever the mental media stuff was, mm -hmm. which was perfect because we're right next to a sand volleyball court. So um, we we didn't call it Bible school on all of our flyers. We just said, come uh, search for treasure with us, you know. And Because mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I honestly, I never wanted to go to Bible school because, one, the word Bible sounds boring, and two, the word school sounds boring. And in my mind, <laughs> why would I go to Bible school on my summer break? <laughs> so Jessica, from Jessica's childhood, I was like, let's not call it Bible school because that sounds so boring. Um, so we just called it, you know, treasure hunt. We're going on a treasure hunt. So what I did is I, I developed a treasure some form of a treasure hunt for every day's bible study school lesson and then i incorporated it into the treasure hunt so every day had a big treasure hunt which was a lot of fun but we would eat like a treasure hunt where you buried stuff in the sand and they had to go dig around yeah or or it would be hunt. like a scavenger hunt where they had to look for clues or like one day it was um trying to find odd people in the park to you know describe what a christian is a christian somebody who doesn't quite or, or someone who doesn't quite fit in with everybody else and whatever you know just kind of interesting things but the interesting thing that we learned was okay so the first day we we ate we did our music and then we did our little stations and as soon as we started singing those junior high boys were squirming and ready to go 
So the second day, uh, we ate, and then we started singing, and the girls, the community girls, saw that the junior high boys got to leave the first day. So we lost both the junior high boys and the community girls the second day because they're like, hey, if they get to leave, can we leave? <laughs> So the boys ate and left the first day. The boys and girls ate and left the second day. And we and we said we're like, "No, you're fl- you're free to go. Just come back tomorrow." Is what we kept saying. "You're free to go. Just come back and eat with us tomorrow." Uh, by the third day, my husband, he see, I I'm nothing without him. <laughs> by the third day, my husband's like, "Jessica, where he's like, you need to stop singing." He's like, "Where else besides cartoons does anyone bust out in song?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like that. He's is, got a good point. It, yeah. it was an excellent point. He's like, you know, besides church, where does anyone sing? Like in school, you may be, you may sing together once a week in a choir, but he's like, and then you can opt out of that once you're in junior high. He's like, nowhere do do people just sing together. And so, so this is the the missional like boundary crossing. Right? It you is. Were, it were is going to the park, but yet. By asking the kids to sing, you were still asking them to cross one of those boundaries. Oh, that they surely. Crossing. And and it's a boundary. Like we're like, oh, it's Bible school. Everybody loves Bible school songs. Well, no, not if you're a community kid who's never been to a church. <laughs> mm-hmm, so, right. so by the third day, Shum, he's like, he's like, just wait to sing until the very end. And so we did. And they all stayed. That night, we had 28 kids. Um, they all stayed to the very end when we did. And as soon as we started singing, boom, gone. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. But, but, they so, stayed, but they stayed for the Bible stuff. That's the thing. Like, great. they stayed for the Bible stuff. It's the singing that drove them crazy. And so, by, so once we had that down, we're like, they will stick around forever. It's the Bible stuff that they just could not, it's like, why, or, or it's the singing stuff. They were like, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. You know? Were you singing out of the hymnal? What, what were no, you No, we were singing. singing. Like, we had who a good, was leading this stuff? Oh, actually, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's singing like, is not a cultural thing, Bill. We just went over this. I'm I know. just thinking if you had a rock band doing your singing. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, we had we had two of the most amazing musician, young people, college uh, a college student and his sister, um, his high school sister, and they are phenomenal. And nope, it didn't huh. matter. It did right. not yeah. matter. They, I mean, they I'm were. I'm just pretty trying good. to ask the question that everybody is asking: like, well, what was wrong with your song? <laughs> what was wrong with our music? <laughs> <laughs> That's what people are thinking. All right, so nothing was wrong with that. It just culturally didn't fit. No, yeah. I, I remember in middle school, like if I would have had the choice to leave it singing, I would have been out of there for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Just, actually, just so. wasn't given that choice. Well, and my husband, <laughs> my husband you hates singing too. Choice. Yeah, <laughs> my husband's not a singer too, so he's like, I could live without singing. So. Well, so that was good though, because he's like that. He could identify that. Yeah, right? for sure, for sure. Pointed out, good. But the but the cool. other thing that we noticed was is the long and things like um, little kitty things that you think big junior high boys wouldn't want to do, like making bracelets. Oh, they were totally into it. They were yeah. totally into the crafty stuff. They were totally into little toys and noisemakers. It was the singing that was like driving them huh. crazy and sending them away. Interesting. So what what are some of the the takeaways here that, you know, we have this huge Ohio Conference audience. We're speaking to the entire conference right now. Everybody. So what are some of the takeaways that 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 Ohio Conference can can glean from this? Stop singing. (laughs) (laughs) That might be a good one. If you're across, recognize 
singing and music as a cultural barrier yeah. that non-church folks right. are uncomfortable crossing, and we shouldn't ask them to cross that. Which, for Zion, Zion is a music-centered church, and to let go of singing was a huge... I mean, that is like... Yeah. That is the sacred cow at our church, and it's like, are you kidding me? You're having Bible school without singing? <laughs> But but I think but we all had to reach that place because you know to see two nights in a row watch all those kids leave and then by the third night we announced to everybody why we were singing last and what why we were trying to do that and to see all the kids stay I think for for our congregation that was like okay this makes sense but but that was the other thing was you know um, I was so grateful for the people at Zion who signed up to help because we had no clue what we were doing. <laughs> and I'm perfectly okay with operating on the fly. And for those who aren't, who stuck with me, um, I was so grateful. Uh, but now this next year, going into it next year, um, we will not plan an hour and a half. We'll only plan an hour. Uh, we'll definitely keep it to an activity-based, like to, to constantly have some sort of an activity form, like to learn through activity is definitely something we need to do. They like that. They love crafts. Um, they just hate singing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, any Zion Mennonite people that are listening to this Ohio Conference cast, go ahead and uh, hit pause or stop. So Jessica, um, <laughs> now that we have you, like, was there any pushback or feedback from the rest of the church saying, hey, I want Bible school for my kid. I want it longer, I want more Bible, and I want singing because that's the way I had it when I was a kid. Why are you taking Bible school away from us? Well, I mean, I think for us as a congregation, um, we have, in the last few summers, uh, Bible school is becoming less and less, uh, I mean, the number of children in our congregation is shrinking. I mean, we're just like any other church. The number of young families is shrinking. The number of children is shrinking. Um, Mm -hmm. We are... Definitely, when we get people to sign up to help, we often have more volunteers than we do children. Um, and so we, I mean, we knew that we got to do something different. And so the way we've been doing things every year, last year, I think we had a total of 24 um, kids every night for Bible school, but most of them were our own children or grandchildren of people. Um mm-hmm. So I think I think we're at that place as a congregation that we just know we we need to do something different. Uh, we're not quite sure what that is, and so yeah. um, we're in a very uncomfortable place. We're, we are a very traditional congregation. We're very old, and <laughs> I mean, and we'll tell you that we're 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 old, a much we're a boomer congregation, and so mm-hmm. how we engage the community is really on the forefront of our minds because we have not done that well, and we know we need to. And I think just for, for reference, I, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of overlap from the interview we did with Kidder and Mennonite and the community work they've done with a local trailer park. And I remember sitting down with Chris and Craig and a lot of the same themes you're bringing up here are mm-hmm. what they're articulating, just kind of that discomfort and like, how do you do this? We don't know how do you do it. Let's just try it and see how it works. Yeah. Right. And yeah. needing to let go of the ways that we had done it before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or at least some of the ways. Yeah. Yeah. So I think at ACA, we should have Jess and Craig and Chris and other people just give a symposium on that. There you go. We can probably make that happen. Yeah, yeah. I think I, <laughs> With our podcasting power. 
Well, and no, it, and because it's... you're the assistant, what, what, whatever in the conference. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, but I also think it's that the the need to not have all of your ducks in a row. I mean, I think that's one of the things that. Well, we don't know how many kids to plan for for meals, and we don't know this, and we don't. All the unknowns can be all the reasons why you can right. talk yourself out of doing things. And um, I don't think you go anywhere if if that's where you are. Right. And then, oh, right. man, and the most powerful thing, I, I don't even know how to bring this into the um, – so the weather was perfect all week long because I'm like, I don't know what I'd do if the weather was bad. I mean, if we just hunker down in the shelter together because we're outside. Um, but Friday, the pool was closed because uh, it rained, and then they didn't – so we got there. And we were exhausted by the end of the week. So so we got there, and um, my three kids and then all the volunteers were the only people there. <laughs> because um, a couple of the families that uh, from Zion who had been coming, they weren't there for some reason, and a couple of them were late. And then two of the kids had gotten sick. And so all of the Zion regular kids were it, – it was just the Ringenberg kids. And so I was actually, I was like, oh, thank goodness. I, I kind of just want to go home and sleep. That's <laughs> really what, where I was. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad. I'm, I'm okay with this. So let's eat together and we'll go home. But then all of a sudden these, these vans started showing up. And families of kids from the pool who weren't at the pool were showing up. And it was like wow. they made a special effort to come to the Zion Bible School. And it was like, wow, cool. Yeah. And so we didn't really have a whole lot. I think we we had like 10 or 11 kids. But the most powerful thing that totally tore Zion's heart apart was um, one of the kids, one of the junior high boys that we we all connect. I mean, he's such a nice kid. He's he's this really big kid. He so so we started eating at five and then at 530, the fellowship team that does the meal, they load up the van and take it back to the church. Well, at 540, this kid comes around on his bike, and hes you can tell he's riding his bike as fast as he can through the park. <laughs> and he he starts as if he's going to go past us, and he's just wrenching his neck to look to see if the food is still out. And the food was gone, and you could see him swallow down the tears. And so he was going to go right past, and we're like, no, 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 come, come, you know, we'll find you food. So we're, like, waving him in, and he comes in, and he's like, oh, I didn't know if you guys were going to be here because the pool was closed. And, and he's like, and I haven't eaten anything all day. He's like, I'm so hungry. I'm, and so um, I sent my husband and his dad. I'm like, go to the church. They just took the food back. Go get go get the food at the church. And so we're like, well, they just left. We'll go get you food. Anyway, and he was just saying how, you know, he hadn't eaten all day. and And he ate and ate and ate. And it was just for us as a affluent congregation to see that there is hunger in Archbold, it was heart-wrenching. I mean, it was the most, the biggest testimony to why we need to do this. And it was another, a big testimony for our church as to why we can't be the only church to be doing this. (laughs) We're like, this is a big ministry opportunity and it can't just be Zion. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Jessica, thanks for joining us and for sharing about 
pigs and cows and ducks. I think those are the three animals you've mentioned. Pigs uh, and cows. But well, you know, the cool thing about those time, things, Jess. yeah, those, but, but it all comes together because, you know, you think about little opportunities like having puppies. If you have puppies, invite your neighbors over to look at your puppies. Like, it's every little opportunity is a big opportunity for a party. <laughs> Random animals with Jess. All right, Thomas, wrap us up. Yes, thank you, Jess. It's good to talk to you again. And until next time, I'm sure you'll be back on. But thank you. And this is Ohio Conference Cast signing off. Adios. Right. Good night, everybody. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Ohio Conference Cast. We would like to hear from you. You can email us at ohioconferencecast at gmail.com with any topics or questions you would like us to explore. 